This is Jefferson Public Radio. I'm Danielle Kelly. Welcome to another JPR Live session where we get one-of-a-kind performances in studios and conversations with artists we love. And with me today, live in the Steve Nelson Performance Studio, is Jonathan Lineberry, who performs under the moniker The Bones of J.R. Jones, joining us for a second time at JPR, but first time here in the Steve Nelson Performance Studio. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome back. A lot has changed in the last couple years uh, for all of us. We've got... uh, Uh, A bit of a scenery change from the basement of the Central Hall dungeons. Uh, Yeah, and you've got a couple albums out Mm -hmm. since then. I think Spirit's Furnace was just out. A couple new albums under the belt, so... So welcome back. By the way, is it is it Jr. Is it John? Do we? Yeah, Jr. Works. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Um, you brought a couple different axes into the studio with you yes. today. What what you bring on in today, uh, for instance? Well, I just n- nothing too too fancy. I guess I have a little banjo here that I don't play so well, but I try. Uh, and then I have an old Kalamazoo, which I kind of probably shouldn't tour with, but I play with it. It's my favorite guitar, so it go, comes with me everywhere. Very cool. You're on a national tour. You were in Reno last night yes. for Valentine's Day. Yeah, Reno and Valentine's Day. Very cool. And you're onward and upward uh, up to Portland, Seattle. So this is kind of a West Coast part of your tour, right? And then yeah, you're yeah. east to do some Texas and Colorado right. states. Yeah, uh, this about a two-week run up this coast, and then I hit Texas and Colorado, like Utah area in April. Awesome. And who, are you are you solo as well at your shows on this tour? How are you making uh, runs? This run, I'm playing uh, as a duo. I have a drummer with me, great great drummer Jeremy Kolker, who's been up, who's been with me for two or three months. We've been dri- driving around a lot. You so. guys got a big old tour bus. You got a, 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 bus, <laughs> no. a busted Chevy. What you got? <laughs> we have a very classy rental car. Oh, that's uh, true. That is a uh, San- Hyundai Santa Fe. Yeah, we can all. It just fits the two of us perfectly. And that's about it. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. This door is in support of the brand new record, Slow Lightning. Yes. Um, love to love to kick it off with a song. Uh, what would you like to play it with? Yeah, I'm actually going to do an old one here. This one is um, called St. James Bed. Gonna feel that fire 
gonna feel that fire inside Let it burn us up, burn us white No, my sweet friend Ain't you coming down to the water's end Wash your dirty hands clean In the songs we found in the streets James Bed. That is the bones of J.R. Jones here at Jefferson Public Radio, live in the Steve Nelson Performance Studio. Gorgeous. What album was that from? That's from an early record. Yeah, that's uh, almost 10 years old now. That's wow. uh, Dark Was the Yearling. Oh, yeah. grow, growing all up. Yeah. Hey, I we talked to you last time, which was a while ago, um, about uh, growing up in uh, Central New yeah. York. I'm wondering yeah. if you could just paint us a little picture and you had a musical family. What's What was oh, growing yeah. up with a musical family in Central New York? Well, like, the... yeah, I grew up um, outside Syracuse, New York in kind of a rural community. And um, I have two brothers and my mother was a um, was a pianist as well. And so we had mm. a, kind of a rule in our house, mandatory, that we all had to take piano lessons from 6 to 13, you know, and whether we liked it or hated it, we'd have to stick around for that. Well, where did you, where did you land on the spectrum? Was there joy in it for you? there's immense joy in it now. You know, I think, that, you know, I think any, any kid being told what to do by his parents, you're, you know, you're always it's a requirement. Yeah. You're like, I'm <laughs> not going to enjoy this. And, um, it was, I regret much to her credit. She, she knew me well enough. I mean, I regret not continuing because the minute I turned 13, I picked up a guitar and I was like, I'm playing punk rock. What are we doing? We're not doing this stuff. So, but I, but I still play the piano now. Can't read it, unfortunately, as well as I used to. But um, yeah, I mean, it hurt immense credit to her. How did you find your way? How what was the uh, path from the piano keys to the stringed instruments to the banjo and guitar? Oh, I mean, just I, I mean, I think probably probably ego and in girls. I I would guess you know <laughs> like you know uh uh just it was tough you know. Playing guitar back then in punk rock bands was a very social thing. You know, it was a community based thing. We go down to the local community hall and do shows every weekend and you know, try not to get into trouble and all that good stuff. And so it was part of, definitely, definitely became a huge part of my identity through high school and things like that. Any, any, um, any great band names from that era? Any, any punk, punk rock memorable oh <laughs> titles? Uh, you're killing me now. There was, they're all, uh, you know, they're all, they were all really cheesy and a lot of like we were kind of like on the cusp of like the ska ska phase. I was kind of second generation ska. I guess it was coming through the mid '90s, and so a lot of pun, uh-huh. pun like loose nuts. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's like straighter than Pete or something. Like I I can't even remember the names, but they were they were 
They were silly. Any of these archived, any any recording studio time yes, with this? Yes. yes, which is why I'm not saying my band's name because <laughs> I know for a fact no there's, incrimination. There is a you there's YouTube videos of of all our old concerts out there and they're embarrassing. Okay, super fans, you're welcome. No. Uh, go, go on a deep dive. Um, there's even a Bandcamp page, I think. Actually. Wow. Well, how did that how did that punk chapter morph into this sort of more folk leaning Americana yeah. sound that you've got now? You know, I so I stopped playing music for a long time. Um, after after that sort of phase, I went to undergrad and, you know, was trying to focus on my studies and still obviously would dabble with guitar and things like that, but on a much more personal level. And um, I remember one night I was working on a project with a friend and we were in their dorm room and they started playing um, uh, Blind Lemon Jefferson, who's like, you know, an old Texas bluesman. Mm. And I had never heard music like that before in my life it was just incredible and like that heart and soul and that rawness that sort of like almost like heartbreaking ugliness that was coming through it just changed my world and i was like this is unreal and so i've been i uh, fell into a deep hole of like old gospel and old blues around that time and eventually that kind of stood me back to playing music full-time or got me on the way anyways so well, I know you've been asked this before, but um, I'm so curious about the moniker because oh. sometimes they have lives of their own. Yeah, uh, it's got a got a great ring to it. The well, bone is rhymes and everything. Yeah. Uh, how did how did that come to be? What's behind the name? Yeah, I didn't think much of it at the time. It was, and you know, there's always a little bit of buyer's remorse and something like that. You're like, okay, <laughs> so this is it now, I guess. Um, well, Jr. Uh, John Robert is my name, so I was. That's the Jr. portion of it, and I didn't, I didn't. I think my thinking was at the time that I didn't want it to be tied to me personally. Sure. It was sort of this amorphous anonymity that I could maybe have, different players, different sounds, whatever it might be. And um, the Bones J.R. Jones is just kind of what it settled on. And it's kind of creepy and kind of fun. And yeah. Does it afford you having a, a, a moniker, a stage name? Does that afford you some kind of, you're saying maybe a distance from the music, sort of like I th- a, I, a separation? From I it? I think so. Yeah. You know, like it's nice. It's nice to be somebody else for a while when you're on stage and step off and you can be yourself. So, yeah. It's the Bones of Jared Zones here at the Steve Nelson Performance Studio playing a sold out show at the Talent Club tonight. Talent Club Live for other shows and to find more shows and tour schedule and other fun, interesting things on The Bones of J.R. Jones. You can check out the website, thebonesofjrjones.com. Um, the first time I heard your music was thanks to Open Air here on Jefferson Public Radio, 2006, it was 16 or 17 Spirit Furnace. That was 16. 16 yeah, had yeah. had a really great folky, stompy, yeah. you know, the percussion's all very like kick drum, tambourine mm-hmm. stompy stomp, and, and that big old voice. And then... Um, the 2018 release, Ones to Keep Close, I really sensed, uh, you kind of turned up, it really rocked and rolled, rocked yeah, out a little harder. Yeah, yeah. And then um, just, you know, kind of compare, like looking at the, the journey of album to album, 2021, I heard a celebration, um, was I heard was influenced by a trip to the Southwest Desert. Is that yeah, is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. And then I and so, you know and you can really hear that in tunes like Howl and Stay Wild. You can kind of hear that coming through. And I just wondered, well, what's what's your process? Uh, do you do you sort of set off on on missions and 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 let these journeys inform the album? Did you set out to the desert to write? Is that what happened? Uh, no, that and that in that case, no. But actually, just like that, you know, as any as any musician or artist would see, like it's, it's very tough to be, you're very self-critical. I, that, that record, a celebration for me was probably as close to what I could have envisioned it to be, which is for me is a huge win. You know, like I, I, I I think we did some really great things on that record. 
Um, and the desert, we spent a lot of time outside Tucson and Bisbee. And um, it's just stunning, stunning landscape. It's so tough not That's to be That's the inspired. Chiricahua Mountains down there? Yeah, I think it is actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were in this, you know, the Saguaro National Park and oh. Mount Lemon area and things like that. And it's just, uh, it's tough not to be inspired down there. So, of course. Yeah. Well, what's the backdrop or the life story timeline for uh, behind their new record, Slow Lightning? Oh, uh, there was, you know, I, I, wrote, <laughs> I wrote so many songs for this record that never made it on the record. And so it's funny, you're kind of in the weeds. I was in the weeds for many years with this record, trying to parse out what I wanted it to be. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think I really kind of realized where where it was going until we were actually sequ- sequ- sequencing the tracks. Oh wow! Once they were mastered, and I was like, okay, where's what's the message here? You know, it was, it it felt, it felt chaotic to me, um, not in a good way. You know, chaos can be good sometimes, but um, it, it, I think hearing it back now, I I have a little distance. You know, like any, I can have better perspective on it, and I think I can. S- see the linear line or hopefully there's a line through the through the songwriting that's happening there um but it was a, that that record in particular was just very cathartic for me mm-hmm. you know i think i was going through a lot of things we were we were moving and you know there's just a lot of personal things were happening on the side and i think it was a, a bit of a release for me yeah wow so, yeah and there's a little bit of an easter egg uh cover track on the new album oh, yeah, too. Yeah, a little yeah. springsteen cover tell yeah, us about course. the reasoning behind that Oh uh, well, I uh, if, anyone's, if anyone's ever seen me before, I'm I I do like to cover Bruce Springsteen. He's been a fi- I've been a fan of his for years, and this particular track actually um, was probably or this record I should say, uh, Born in the USA was the first record I think I really fell in love with as a child, and we had it on cassette tape, and I had a little boombox, and I remember sitting out in the front yard listening to it, and I played it so much that the the tape itself got stretched and warbled you know you try to tighten it up with a pencil or something like that just make it worse just makes it worse <laughs> and so we actually had to buy another cassette tape and my dad was all you know don't ruin this one you know you know money doesn't grow on trees type thing <laughs> but um yeah so um yeah that whole record just was i would say my childhood from age six to eleven i think i feel like and so i feel like i owe, owe a lot to it beautiful yeah well, I'm sure we'd all love to hear another one. What would you yeah. like to play next? Uh, we will, we're going to do, I think we'll do that cover, actually. We're going to do um, My Hometown. It's the Bones of J.R. Jones live at JPR. Say years old. Running with dime in my but stop to pick up a paper of my old man. Sit on his lap, big old beauty, steer as he drove through town, tie some my hair. Say son, take a good look around This is your hometown Your hometown Your hometown Your hometown Sixty-five tension running high 
my school A lot of fights from the black and whites There ain't nothing you could do To cause a lie Saturday night Back see there was a gun Words were passed Shotgun blast Triple times they come Now me and Kate Let in bed Talked about getting out Packing up All things maybe Head inside Thirty-five Got a boy On our own now it's not a sad Behind the wheel says son Take a good look around This is your hometown Your hometown Your hometown Your hometown John Linaveri live covering the boss here at JPR. Uh, the Bones of J.R. Jones is the stage name playing live at its sold out show at the Talent Club tonight. I, I wanted to ask you, John, uh, it's apparent you're not only a musician, but also an incredible visual artist as well. Um, you can kind of tell this. Um, well, I, I've heard I've heard mention of you being a print printmaker and, and maybe that's what you you studied but also you've got some really elevated uh, cinematic music videos as well um, wondered if you had a background in film as well or if you no. studied the visual arts um, I have some very um, gracious and talented friends that really lend lean in when when they when I ask them to I guess you know I um, as always you know your your you have grand visions and things like that but they I mean I wouldn't be able to do it without um, the community that I live in up 
the Catskills there. It's all them, really. And are they are they birthed from the stories of the song, or 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 do they have concepts that? Um, what comes first, the song or the concepts for uh, these stories? Well, they kind of come together, I guess. Uh-huh. Actually, usually, like I I think I write music in a very um, I don't know if it's unique, but I guess singular way to me. I suppose I generally when I write music, I actually create sort of a story for it. Like I'll write a few paragraphs about what I want the album to be, and actually even to use corporate speak, almost like create a deck, you know, uh-huh. like with like visuals and things like that. Just just almost as a touchstone for myself oh, wow. to to look back at as I'm writing and recording because I feel like you, know, you can, as any artist, well, you get lost in the creative process and you lose where you wanted to go. And so it's a nice place for me to go back to and look at. And so once the record's done, I have that sort of as the theme and sort of the aesthetic world that I want the record to live in. And that helps create the video, I think. Yeah. yeah. You can check out these videos on the website, thebonesofjrjones.com. Yeah. I'm sure they also live on YouTube oh, yeah. and elsewhere. They're out there, but they're cool. They're they're like little mini drama films in Oh, thank in, you in very much. Co- yeah, they're very so sweet. Very, very cool. Yeah. I mean, they're they're dark, but yeah. they're but beautiful. Dark <laughs> yeah. and beautiful. Thank you. Um, and then through through the, the albums we've seen here um, across the music desk, there's some really neat artwork as well. As, mm-hmm. Have you been able to incorporate your background in printmaking into your yeah, albums and merch? I, and all no, not, not as much as I would like. Um, but I, it is definitely an outlet for me. Um, you know, I do a lot of my own port, uh, the tour post poster designs and stuff like that. And, uh, this next record, I have hopefully some big plans to put out a body of artwork with it. Some prints, Ooh, yay. um, kind of as a special, special treat for anybody that cares. I don't know if anybody, anybody does, but yeah, I'll do it for myself. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. That's important. That's the yeah. most important yeah. thing to be yeah. <laughs> doing yeah. the art for. Um, and then coming up on tour, like I mentioned, you're headed after after some dates here on the the, the real West Coast coast yeah. part of the West Coast tour. But then yeah. you're heading to Colorado and Texas, where you're joined by another one of our uh, house favorites, Parker Millsap. Yeah, I cannot wait. How did that How did that connection? You know, to be? it it kind of came out of the blue. I, I don't know Parker personally yet. We've exchanged a few messages oh, yeah. online or whatever. So I'm. It's a. I'm. I mean, I'm a fan of his music. So I'm. I'm really looking forward to getting up on the stage with him. And the fun thing about at least for me anyways, is that it's going to be a solo thing. So like, you know, I'm going to try to redesign my set just for this sort of He's like, playing solo or you're playing we're solo? We're both playing solo. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like a cool headline sort of like match duo, whatever you want to call it. So cool. um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Are yeah. you guys um, t- talking, uh, scheming on, on collaborating on music together I, or we, any studio We haven't moments? gotten that far, uh-huh. but I mean, I feel like it has to happen. Anything yeah. could happen. Yeah. Parker, are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we loved we loved the track on the ones to keep close. You had another one of our friends, Nicole Atkins. Oh on, yeah, on the track that was cool. Yeah. Do you have any other collaborations coming up on future projects? Uh, well, this last so, uh, Slow Lightning, we did one with Julia Odell, who's an, an incredible uh, singer songwriter. She's in Asheville now these days. Um, there is a collab that w- will is. Will happen, but I don't want to say top secret. Yeah, I don't want to like jinx it. You know, it's one of those (laughs) things. So it's not recorded yet. So anything can happen, I guess. Cool. Well, what of of the things that you can talk about that aren't top secret? What are other things this year or after the tour that you're looking forward to this year? Uh, recording. I am. Um, you know, uh, that's where I feel like I'm my, my happiest is writing. So, um, I have probably. 10 to 15 new songs that are kind of in the can, so to speak. So um, I can't wait to get back and do it all over again. Finish tour and go back yeah. home, go to yeah. the studio, say yeah. hi to the, yeah. the fam, and then into yeah. the studio. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. cool. I can't wait. 
Yeah. Well, we can't wait either. Make sure to get us that record when, it, when, oh, of course, when we absolutely. get that done. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have time for another tune. What would you like to wrap up? Yeah, with? I'll do. I'll do one more. In fact, I'll do um, uh, kind of a brand new one if that's all right. Sweet. We tune because we care. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so this one here is um, kind of a fun little new one that I've been working on. It's called um, The Devil. Oh, I hold my car starts tonight back and run from you as we are caught in this fire fire and honey I didn't know what else to do cause you're the devil you're just the devil And I lost another job today I didn't want to give my life away And I'm still broken out of plans I swear I'll always be your mad, mad I'm the devil I'm just the devil I don't care if we disappear Cause if you're the day of me At least I knew some of it was real Cause you're the devil You're just the devil I'm the devil I'm just the devil in you in you That is the bones of J.R. Jones Jonathan Lineberry live here at JPR. Hey, thank you so much for coming to talk to us today. Thank you. Great to hear you playing. Um, there's a lucky crowd at the Talent Club yeah. tonight. Sold out. You can find more uh, Bones of J.R. Jones shows online, also merch, music, 
those cool music videos at the website bonesofjrjones.com. You can follow the tour and music on socials at, now correct me if I have this uh, right or wrong, the Bones of J.R. Jones. That's mm-hmm. the handle on Instagram. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming in. Thank this, you. Is, this is awesome. The, uh, the live, this live session will be archived on our website later today, which is ijpr.org. Also available as a podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. We'll have some photos up later today from Rich Zellman. Uh, thanks to our, uh, ho- our host upstairs, Dave Jackson, running the board. This session was engineered by John Griffin of Luna Zen Studios. I'm your host, Danielle Kelly. Um, one more big thank you for coming in. See you next time. And Open Air will continue right after this. Thanks. <laughs>